Thanks for joining us, and welcome back to the Watchman on the Wall podcast. Periodically, we'll bring you true stories of angelic encounters, heavenly visitations, near-death experiences, as well as modern-day prophecies that are relevant to us today. When we come back, we'll begin our next episode. Welcome back to the Watchman on the Wall podcast. Today we have an inspiring story from Randy Kay. Now Randy Kay died, went to heaven, and he was on the ISN show Something More and shared his experiences that he had in heaven. I think you'll find this episode quite inspiring and enlightening. So here now is Randy Kay on the Something More television show. Now Randy... You clinically died for 30 minutes and experienced heaven. And you actually had a number of revelations that you came back with from that experience. But first, let's talk about what happened. Now, you had a a great career, corporate executive, CEO of a startup, all sorts of things. But you had reached a crisis point. And, and you were calling out to God, God, you've got to show up. And you start to do some interviews and it goes well. But you lived in California. You said to fly all the way back home. And on this long flight, you, you started to have some symptoms. You got back. What was going on? What was wrong? Yes, uh, Bob, I, I felt an, an ache in my calf. I had returned home, just crashed in bed. The following early morning, I woke up and there was a heaviness in my calf. I tried walking downstairs and uh, each morning I would try to bicycle up the coast. We lived Mm -hmm. in San Diego. And so I was bicycling and I could barely bicycle in a straight path. It seemed like I was always on an incline. My breathing started to become labored. And I struggled to get home, and I, uh, my wife came downstairs, and she noticed that my breathing was uh, very much more labored than usually I had asthma or have asthma, and so I, I was struggling to breathe. And what happened was uh, we were planning a trip to the mountains because there had been so much stress in our life. My daughter had been suffering from many strokes. Mm. As you mentioned, there was, uh, there were events career-wise that uh, had tended to go south, as they say. And so I wanted to get an anti-inflammatory prescription uh, for the trip because my leg had swelled to about one and a half times its size. Mm. And so I went to get the prescription. The doctor had asked me to put press my heel to the floor. I caved in, I collapsed, and I was rushed to the uh, emergency room. Wow. Uh, so what exactly was the condition you were experiencing? Yes. I was diagnosed uh, with six blood clots. Mm. 
And uh, because I had let it go for a period of time, they had traveled up my leg mm. and they had lodged in the pulmonary artery, which is the main artery for blood flow to the lung. Right. Uh, and a patient next to me um, was rushed out. Uh, I came to know later that uh, that patient had MRSA, <laughs> uh, which is a drug-resistant bacterial strain. Right. Um, they had taken a blood test uh, and the MRSA had become systemic through my IV to the point now where it was causing further coagulation that is clotting and I was clotting throughout my body. So you didn't just have the blood clots, you had the MRSA on top of that. Yes, exactly. So what happened next? Well, I went into a septic shock. Uh, the doctors were going to rush me up to surgery, but they had determined that I would uh, die before I got there. Mm. Uh, the doctor already said I was a walking dead man. And so I started shaking. My body felt like a floppy fish out of water uh, on the bed, and then everything went dark. Wow. Yes. Okay, so when that happened, What's the first thing you experienced when you died? Yes. I perceived I was in an ethereal realm uh, where I saw in the distance warring angels. I came to know them as angels. In the midst of that, I wasn't sure what was going on because they were gargantuan figures. Could you see what they were warring against? Um, I felt that they were either warring uh, for uh, somebody else or me. And I deduced in my mind, and I was spirit at that time, that they were warring over my soul. I mm. uh, had been in a period of rebellion, a crisis of faith, as you mentioned, uh, a couple of weeks before this, insisting that God show up. And, and my heart had stopped. Um, and in a matter of seconds, my brain activity also had stopped. So I uh, knew that they were battling for my soul. So I cried out the name of Jesus Christ. Um, and in the next moment, there was a figure that was by my side, um, and there was a soft garment. He leaned into my right, right side of my face, and um, I, I felt his soft bristles. And uh, the first words out of his mouth were, trust me. Hmm. And the first thought I had when, when I, after caving to the ground in tears, he picked me up and turned me to face him face to face. And his eyes tunneled into every dark place within me. And I looked at him and the first thought was, this is love. And uh, I had never experienced that depth of love before in my life. I had loved ones in my life, but not to this extent. And uh, I was in the presence of love itself. Hmm. Um, what else did you see or experience? Well, the Lord had, had showed me a number of life reviews. And one of those life reviews, well, he showed me a life reviews that were both um, those times when I had pleased him and there are other times when I had uh, failed. Uh, the time when I had, uh, there was a, t a period of time in which he showed me a boy who in my earlier years, uh, when I worked in a hospital, 
uh, was dying of cancer. And uh, I had forgotten this moment, Bob, until, uh, until, until the Lord showed me this. And there were like vignettes playing before my mind, and I was the main character in them. And I was there again with this boy in the hospital room. He was dying of cancer. He was very emaciated. He, he was skin and bones. His eyes were hallowed out. Uh, his um, veins were showing through his skin. And uh, I was an agnostic at the time. I was a very devout agnostic. And the boy had said to me, and this is what I was seeing in heaven, uh, you know, he asked if um, he said he was going to heaven. And I said, well, that's that's good. I don't believe in heaven. Right. That's good uh, for you. <laughs> but he said, uh, well, I'll be praying for you. Um, and um, he said, someday you'll be in heaven. And while I was seeing it was that day, that day, and the Lord showed me that even what seemed like a, a forgotten, innocuous prayer from this little boy right. had resonated in the hallways of heaven mm. so that God poured forth uh, out his answer. And I was there as he prophetically proclaimed that someday I would be in heaven. And that's what the uh, Lord had showed me. Mm. What did your body, your spirit body feel like? I mean, what did it, what was it like? Um, I felt, um, I, I felt perfected by the Lord. Uh, what I mean by that is that um, I no longer was struggling. I was entirely at peace and comforted. But in my life, I had tried to achieve. I had tried to achieve the best. I had tried to rise the corporate uh, ladder and so forth. Um, there, there was no, there were no struggles. I was at perfect peace, but I had become, um, that person I had always wanted to be because Christ was a pervasive presence in my life at this point. I was a spirit body. Um, I felt, um, uh, not just invigorated, but I felt capable of seeing things and I understood things more, uh, more profoundly than I had ever understood in this world. Uh, and I, I rested in, in the comfort of Jesus Christ. He, he never let me go while I was in heaven. And then we proceeded to walk along a path, a soft path, uh, as, as I was with Jesus in heaven. Mm. Did you see any of your relatives in heaven when you were there? Yes. I had one close relative that had passed away mm -hmm. uh, before this. Uh, she was my grandmother. Okay. And my grandmother uh, appeared from what looked like a, a mist, uh, kind of a Monet painting, if you will, come to life. And I turned to her. Um, my attention was solely focused on Jesus, but then he directed my attention to my grandmother mm. who appeared uh, youthful. She was aged when she... Uh, went to heaven and I had actually prayed with her to receive Christ as her Lord and Savior. Uh, and she cupped her, her chest with her hand and um, she mouthed the words, I love you. Mm. And I mouthed those words back to her. And then she disappeared and she said, I will see you again. And she disappeared into what appeared as a mist into a place that uh, that is very difficult for me to describe. And that was my experience uh, with my grandmother. 
Well, let's talk about some of the revelations that you had in heaven. And one of them you've kind of alluded to already. I, I think some people might even fear the fact that, oh, when I get up there, then there's going to be this movie of my life and there's things I'm not proud of. There's mistakes I made. Uh, but for you, even when, you know, God showed things that might have been failures or whatever, did you feel condemned? No, I felt the grace of God in those moments. So they were not failures that would convict me. I was, had been forgiven and the grace of God really was reflected through those failures. But here's what's interesting, Bob, and I just learned this the other day. Um, somebody was asking me about that very thing. And so I can remember vividly everything in heaven. I can remember the colors of the flowers. I can remember every single detail, but I cannot remember the details of what he showed me. Mm. All I remember is, is turning to Jesus and saying, really, this, this you forgave? Mm. And what I found later, and I was praying about that with the, and I said, Lord, what, what is that? And he said, they were removed as far as the East is from the West. Mm. They're forgotten. And that's the only memory in heaven that I do not recall. Everything else is in, in vivid details. Mm. Um, well, Randy, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to find out a few more revelations that Randy had in heaven. You don't want to miss this. Come right back in just a moment. We'll be right back after this message. Hello again, this is The Watchman. Please join us each week for an exciting and inspirational podcast dealing with angel encounters, heavenly visitations, near-death experiences, as well as modern-day prophecies that are relevant to us today. So tune in each week and share it with your friends. After all, they could use a little inspiration in their life, too. That's The Watchman on the Wall podcast, and now you can find us on YouTube. We return now to Randy Kay sharing his experiences he had in heaven. Welcome back to Something More. I'm your host, Bob Duvall, here with Randy Kay, and we've been talking about his incredible experience in heaven. It was so amazing to be in heaven with Jesus, but then, boom, you're back in your body. Yes. I was resuscitated after a little over 30 minutes. And there was a couple uh, by my side, uh, the most beautiful, uh, they were singing the most beautiful song. Uh, at first when I woke up, I, I knew I was not in heaven because of this, the, sept or the, uh, the medicine and, and the like uh, around me and the smells and the fragrances were, certainly weren't heaven. But the beauty of it was angelic in a way, and it was so beautiful, and I realized uh, as I opened my eyes and, we were, and I was listening to this, that it was the same uh, sound that I heard from the angels in heaven. Really? Um, that the, the angels were singing uh, at this, this glorious, uh, worshipful, prayerful 
uh, uh, song and music. And the couple, they were singing the same worshipful, prayerful song. And I realized that the Lord, because I didn't want to come back, mm-hmm. that the Lord had enjoined the prayers of that couple with the with in the hallways of heaven so that they were poured forth into this world and and their prayers were answered and and I I was revived and and returned for a purpose Randy let's talk about another revelation and and that has to do with with our purpose and I think so many people they're going through life it's like okay I need to find my purpose god what is my purpose show me my purpose and I almost get the feeling like once, you know, they're wanting God to show them a direction and then it's like, okay, I got it. See you later. <laughs> but that wasn't really what it's no. supposed to be. Tell me. No, I was a type A person driven. I was an executive in the corporate world. I led clinical teams in the healthcare industry. So I was rising that ladder. I was, uh, uh, and then uh, in heaven, uh, the Lord told me that I was going to be, that he was returning me for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And I did not want to go back. I was the only time that I was distraught. And I asked him why, why? I at least tell me my purpose because I had always been a planner. Right. And there was a butterfly that rested on my left shoulder. And the butterfly was absolutely beautiful of all kinds of colors. And... And uh, I just rested in the in the beauty of that butterfly. And then I turned to Jesus and I asked what that was about, because everything in heaven is purposeful. There's nothing that is incidental. Everything is intentional. And so he said that represents the voice of wisdom telling you what to do. And he said, moment by moment, I will reveal my purpose to you. And I was at perfect peace knowing that my value that he had expressed to me was simply being in Jesus Christ, that everything that I sought in in the world in terms of my value of being uh, respected and, and all of those things, they meant nothing in terms of who I was, in terms of the value that I represented to God. And that that value was imbued by Jesus Christ alone and his telling me that I would be my purpose would be revealed was an anathema to me because I had always wanted to get ahead of that plan. And he was telling me, uh, you know, Psalm 4610 to be still and know that he is God. And um, and it's, it's directed my life, Bob, uh, from that point forward. And it was such a profound revelation that I had uh, with him. And that really leads us into another revelation, which is that God does not value us according to what we achieve. Yes. And some of you need to hear that right now. You know it, but you don't know it in here. God does not value you according to what you achieve, what you do. Now, we're created for good works. We work out our salvation. But talk about that. Yes. 
hard lesson in this life. And uh, you had mentioned that uh, I was actually what precipitated this is I had returned from an interview, but also the financial failings uh, were caused by um, having risen the corporate ladder and and now losing much many of my finances. Mm. And uh, at one point, I'd been the the youngest uh, manager within uh, Johnson and Johnson division. So I had 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 that level of success, and it never satisfied. And I don't. Mm. I would imagine there are a number of people in your viewing audience who have experienced that. You know, whatever it is, wherever that mark is, wherever that grade is, it just you get to it, and it just you want to get. You have to get to the next one, and the next one. It's like a almost like a drug. And so being rested in the spirit of Christ is something that really uh, was something that was contrary to to how I thought, how I was raised and all of those things and resting in the Lord. Well, another revelation you had. And again, this is simple, but it's profound. And that is, I mean, we we see things, we touch things, we sense things. But heaven is more real than than this? Oh, it is absolutely more real. Um, this, the senses in heaven are much, uh, much greater. The number of senses, for example, there we have we have five senses uh, in heaven. We have multiple senses. So uh, I could I could sense there was a sense of knowing there was a sense I could uh, go places and do things. I could see the veins in a leaf. At the same time, I could see all of the vistas from the mountains and hills around me. Uh, there were just an, an accentuation of the of the senses we have here. But in addition, there were other senses that were um, part of my spiritual body. Um, but what really I learned, because uh, I had been praying, I'd recorded in a journal my experiences uh, following my uh, uh departure from the hospital. What I learned when I was praying to the Lord as to why it was so absolutely more real than this world. And I learned that uh, it was because every experience in heaven was like a first time experience. You know, the first time, let's say that we came to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. The first experience of maybe falling in love, the first child, the first time experiences are chunked together by the brain and we remember them from a, for a lifetime uh, apart from the, the thousands or millions of experiences we have. And so Jesus Christ was telling me that the first that that it was uh, and I experienced this in heaven as though everything was a first time experience. And then he revealed to me that the first time experience was something that had been revealed through my experiences in life and that this and everything I had done in terms of my own failures, in terms of my own failings, which I was so concerned about in this world, that I had been refreshed in the newness of life in heaven, such that everything became a first time experience in heaven. It became like seeing everything anew and afresh. Now, Randy, this happened a number of years ago, but the way you talk, it's like you can still feel that love that you experienced in heaven. 
And I, I think others need to experience that love. They know God. Maybe they've been following Him. But they need to know His love. Would you take a couple of minutes right now and just pray for the viewer that they can know God's love? You are so special to Jesus. He adores you. And the first time I looked into his eyes, I felt like I was the only person in the world. I knew the cares of the world were on his shoulder, but I felt like I was the only one. And that's how he sees you right now. He loves you absolutely. And I pray in Jesus' name that there be a revelation of his presence to you. The glory of God is his presence to you. And if you look into the eyes of love, you will be broken by that love and restored and renewed. And I know it because I experienced that. And I pray in Jesus' name, oh, dear Lord, give them a glimpse of you. You are Lord, magnificent, but you see each of us and he sees you as being even more so <laughs> that, that he loves you even more than you can possibly love him. <sighs> and I and I know that there are people that have going through trials and I know that you're going through a difficult time in whatever your life is right now, at some stage now or in the future. And just know that whatever you go through, including death, that it will not overcome you and that you have a hope and a future in heaven to look forward to. And it is going to be more glorious that you have should have no fear of death. At no time did I feel like I had died because I had life in Jesus Christ and you can have life in Jesus Christ and have no fears and just the hope and the uh, presence of the Lord in your life. Amen. And you may not have an experience like Randy had in this life, but you can have that intimacy with God. Open yourself up, receive his love, and join us again next time for something more. Hello again, this is The Watchman. Please join us on our new video channel called Encounters from Beyond the Veil. It's the same exciting content as our audio podcast, but in a shorter, but yet a video format. Also, please subscribe so you won't miss any of our episodes. That's Encounters from Beyond the Veil, exclusively found on YouTube.
Well, thanks again for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. Also, give us a like. We welcome any comments or suggestions you might have. We also ask you to subscribe so that you will be notified of all our future episodes. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Watchman on the Wall podcast. Thank you.